Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So we're back on uh, Coast to Coast. I'm Pharrell. Uh, don't forget, uh, always good to have our uh, radio affiliates with us as well on the show. And uh, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. We got uh, an entire interview with Scott Kaplan coming up from the Mightier 1090 in San Diego. I was going to mention uh, Anthony Rizzo's bad back, but because I have decided I don't care about his bad back, uh, we're going to jump into pain day NFL news with Carver. Right, here we go. Yes, who cares? Rizzo uh, basically says he's hoping that he plays opening day. There you go. You got that done. How about Zeke Elliott, Scotty? He is tired of the disrespect. He wants some respect to be put on his name. Let's take a look here at some quotes from the great Zeke Elliott running back from the Cowboys. A lot of great backs in this league. I don't understand why the media has to talk down on my game just to uplift others. Almost 1,800 scrimmage yards, 14 TDs with no training camp. And now I'm not the same back. Zeke, not happy, Scotty. Listen, uh, are you happy with all that money that Jerry gave you, dude? I mean, honestly, you got a gigantic contract. And now what? You're going to start complaining about that next? Uh, At least he's doing great things. I know he's uh, raised all kinds of money for food charities uh, in Dallas. The guy does have a good heart. He's doing the right thing off the field. Uh, Crying about not having any respect is ridiculous. We know yesterday that Derrick Henry signed his deal. Chris Jones from the Chiefs signed his. There are a whole bunch of other guys who did not hear, Scotty, I have for you. The list of players that will play this year under the franchise tag. Not all have signed their tag yet, but if they want to play, they will sign their tag. Pretty good list here. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these uh, are problematic. The Jacksonville uh, situation with uh, Nagakwe, they should have traded him. The guy's never going to play there. He's miserable. Uh, He doesn't want to play there. He hates him. Uh, Just trade him already. He could have gotten a fat deal for him and a high draft pick. Um, You know, Bud Dupree, he wants to be paid way more money than he's worth in in Pittsburgh. Anthony Harris will be fine in Minnesota. That's all going to work out. I think the Thune situation in uh, New England, is is a difficult one. They should have given him the money. Uh, I'm not surprised really about anybody else. I don't trust A.J. Green's body. Obviously, everyone knows the uh, DAC uh, contract situation in Dallas has been an utter disaster. 
The Bills are looking for a new name for their stadium. They had a deal with New Era. Things have not been going very good for the Buffalo company. They are now off of the building. They already have a few companies that are looking to get involved, Scotty. A bidet company named Tushy wants the naming rights so that they can have the toilet bowl there. Uh, Scotty, a uh, new name coming for the Buffalo Bill uh, Stadium. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you can't call the stadium the toilet bowl. That's just not going to go over. But I, I have to say... Uh, I just, you know, the first time I ever got action on a bidet was just a fantastic moment in my life. There's nothing better than being able to clean out the garage while you're uh, on the header. Uh, bidets are the greatest invention of all in Europe. Uh, they're everywhere. You can't go anywhere in Europe without having a bidet in your bathroom. In America, uh, people just don't get around to, you know, spring house cleanings and uh, cleaning out the garage and attic. So, uh, you know, the European have it figured out. It's Bidet City. I wouldn't uh, mind calling it the Bidet Bowl, but the Toilet Bowl, I'm not going to go over uh, well with the Bills fans. The Bills Mafia, they're not having it. Well, I know one thing. If they do get that deal done, hopefully it involves them upgrading some of the facilities that are around in that stadium. They could use a little upgrade uh, the facilities there in Orchard Park. Uh, there is a bombshell story, Scotty, that we are still waiting for with the Washington football team. The uh, There's been talk about it all week. They say something big is coming. Some of the small details or alleged details are starting to leak out. We could have something bigger than a name change coming here with that team. Well, if any of that stuff's true, I know they've hired this high-priced lawyer, uh, big shot attorney, former uh, you know DA, former Justice Department lawyer. Uh, bottom line is, if any of that's true about Jay Gruden, he's finished in the NFL. All these other guys, the play-by-play announcer uh, out after 16 years, he would have never left that job. He would have done it like Sonny Jurgensen did till he's dead. Uh, the bottom line is, people don't walk away from that kind of a job. All the owners, my Minority owners want to sell their shares. Something bad is going on there. It's an ugly situation. Uh, I can't wait to see the story if it's as juicy as everybody's saying it is. 72 NFL players have tested positive for coronavirus so far. Of course, rookies are supposed to start reporting uh, in less than a week. So they've still got some things that they have to work out between the league and the players to college football. Yesterday, we talked about Ed Orgeron, Scotty, saying how football is such a big part of this country. I know how much you wanted to hear it. So I decided today to bring you the coach of the LSU Tigers. Here he is on Fox News. Yeah, I think we definitely need football. I think we're going to have football. There's obviously going to be some adjustments. Obviously, the safety of our young men are going to be first, but we're ready. Uh, Our guys came back early. We spent a week on uh, educating on COVID-19, what to do, especially wearing a mask, uh, social distancing. We have not had one uh, breakout of a a virus in our workouts. Our guys have done a tremendous job. We feel that we're capable and ready to handle this and ready to play football. I think uh, Ed could fill in for me on the show with that uh, voice of his. It's fantastic. I think no one would know the difference. We welcome in our radio affiliates to Coast to Coast. I'm Pharrell. Don't forget Sports Grid Radio Overnights. Pharrell on a bench, 1 a.m. Sports Rage with Marinci, 3 a.m. And Bagels and Bad Beats with Scotty Wetzel at 5 a.m. Check us out. And our YouTube page is fantastic. Just search Sports Grid Radio. You'll be styling. When we come back, we'll talk to Scott Kaplan of the Mighty 1090, Mightier Now, with Sports Grid's involvement.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Coast to coast. Look who it is. This guy, uh, Scott Kaplan, is a titan in sports radio in Southern California. Good friend of mine. Uh, I've done uh, radio uh, with and around Scott for a very long time. Uh, I look up to his work. He sets the bar and standard uh, in the nation. Uh, Clearly one of the best guys uh, in the business, hands down. I remember when I left CBS I think the first person they went to uh, to replace me was Scott Kaplan. Uh, I've done radio in New York. Uh, Scott was doing radio in New York. Uh, Everywhere I turn, there's Scott Kaplan because he's so good at what he does. Scott has been on the uh, radio in uh, San Diego, let's just say forever, and he is the uh, man in that market, and everybody knows it. All of the fans, when they listen to shows, they listen to Scott Kaplan. It's good to have him on Coast to Coast today. Scotty, I hope you're doing well, brother. Scott, thank you for that insane introduction. But everything you just said, I say right back. I just want to say that. All right, listen. Uh, so I want to start with, um, you know, the story is that uh, I'm going to be on and Sports Grid's going to be on in Southern California. There's a lot happening with the mightier 1090. And uh, obviously there was a lot of press releases today uh, that went out in the marketplace about me, Pharrell and a bench coming back to Southern California. And uh, first of all, the station is iconic. This is one of the greatest radio stations uh, that has ever been on the air in America. Take me back to when you first, uh, before we talk about, this isn't really about me. This is about you. Take me back to when you first kind of got your feet wet uh, in the marketplace with this station and what you thought at the time. Like when I, when I got on, uh, you know, WFAN New York and WNEW New York, and when I was on KMBR San Francisco, and when I was on 1090, and when I was on Extra Sports and KLSX Los Angeles, these stations were so iconic and gigantic and enormous for me in my career. I was always blown away that I was getting placed on them. What was it like for you when you first got the call to be on that great station, 1090? 
You know, Scott, so you mentioned WNEW in New York. So I left WNEW in New York in 1999. This is 20 years ago. No, no, no. Check that. 20, 2001, I think it was. And, That's right. Um, the long story short is, is that I came from New York to Southern California and thought, okay, powerhouse 50,000 watt radio station that broadcasts into Los Angeles, but I get to live in San Diego. Sign me up for that. So I moved from New York to San Diego and did exactly what you just talked about, which is broadcast from here, San Diego, to all of Southern California and even north of LA. This is Ventura County, the central coast of the state of California. Uh, two years into my stint in Southern California at 690 back in the day, 690 got gobbled up by what was then Clear Channel. This is radio history, and I won't go too deep into it. But to make a very long story short, the guy who really was one of the forefathers of the sports talk format, a guy named John Lynch, this is Senior, Junior's the general manager of the 49ers, but, but Senior, he said as soon as 690 left San Diego, we got to have a sports station in this town. He went out and did a deal with 1090, which at the time was an L.A.-based radio station, and it was all Spanish-speaking talk radio. And what Lynch did is he went down to the owners south of the border and convinced them to let him do a marketing agreement with them. So literally, typical radio story, they fired everybody, Lynch took over, we took to the airwaves, and now it's 50,000 watts from San Diego through Orange County, through L.A., into Santa Barbara, all the way north to San Luis Obispo. <laughs> and we had all these listeners from all over the state of California. Insane. What did you think when, at the time, when you were, uh, like, you know, driving home from your gig and you had to be uh, ruminating in your head, like, this is crazy, because you were booming all over the, the, the greatest state in America. It's so gigantic, but the signal was so uh, enormous. What did you think in your head, like, when, when you went home and you talked to your family, like, I can't even believe this is happening, because, like, when you were on in New York, that's as big as it gets, but now you're, uh, you know, that's New York City. That's really what it was, because I was on right after you, and they even tried to put us together because that's how good we both are at what we do. They were like, you know what? We'll put these guys together and see what happens. And I was all for it. And one thing led to another. You go to California. When you were going home from work and you were doing this gig and you thought, you know, in New York, I was only on in New York. It was really huge and cool and everything. But now I'm on. It's like you're booming to another level. Millions of listeners. I'm not, And you had that in New York. But only in New York, you have the entire state, basically, of California with this uh, signal. So, you know, I would hear about this. Hey, we're in San Diego, but we're blasting all the way north. And I thought, well, that sounds really cool. And but I really need to test this. So, Scott, five times. But let me go back to the first one. I went with an organization called the Challenge Athletes Foundation. We flew to San Francisco. And then we rode our bicycles 100 miles a day back down to San Diego. Well, I couldn't <laughs> not be on the air. I had to be on the air. So I took all of the broadcast equipment with me, and I took producers with me, and then we took video cameras, and we decided to document this entire trip. But what was amazing was how we were listening 
to 1090 as we were going from San Francisco uh, down to Santa Cruz and Santa Cruz down to Big Sur and then Big Sur down to Pismo Beach and Pismo Beach, which is San Luis Obispo down to Santa Barbara. And I'm, I'm doing radio from a radio station in San Luis Obispo, which is like 400 plus miles north of San Diego and probably like 500 miles north of the actual transmitter. And I'm driving to the radio station that morning to use their facilities. And I'm listening crystal clear to 1090. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking, I know I was told it's this giant tower and it's this huge signal and it goes straight up the coast. But until you are really four or 500 miles north and you realize, oh, my goodness, we are booming all the way up here you don't really have a true appreciation or a sense for how gigantic the signal is and how many people we can reach. Do you think it's the best signal in radio history? Because I do. Uh, I've been on all of them. And, uh, you know, I, I said, I think on your show at, at one point or another, like KMBR has a, a, a huge stick. But they, uh, you know, the, the fog and the rain and the, you know, constant bad weather up there uh, where it's just constantly miserable. It's always raining there. Uh, it always, to me, lost out to uh, your signal down there. There's something about it with the clear skies in Tijuana and going northbound as opposed to through that thick weather up there. Am I crazy? No, um, you're not. I mean, kind of, but but not with at this moment. So the funny part about this is you asked this question about, is this the best signal in America? I guess it is. Um, but in South America, because I, I promise you what, what makes this signal so incredible is um, the fact that it is actually South of the border and in Mexico. And as a radio junkie, like you and I both are uh, this transmitter was purchased in the late 1940s by wow. um a gentleman in Mexico who was a lawyer who, by the way, was helping Mexico and the United States do deals together so that Mexican towers could transmit into American markets. And so this gentleman was a real, um, he was one of the forefathers of making uh, these cross-border radio stations work. Because Scott, on, this, on the, as the border of California and Mexico, there are radio signals in Mexico broadcasting as American radio stations. And on the border of Texas and uh, Mexico, a lot of the same thing. But this was the very first tower that this family had bought. It's been in their family for like 70 plus years. Um, it, it, it has a lot of symbolic meaning to their family. And so Scott, let me ask you a question. Let me cut you off. Hold that thought one second. We'll come back and, and uh, carry on with this story. I got to take a break really quick. Uh, stay right where you are. Don't go anywhere. I want to continue on. We're talking to Scott Kaplan out in San Diego with the mightier 1090 on today's Coast to Coast. You're watching Sports Grid. Bagels and bad beats. Never being a camp fan, but I will tell you, the officials never gave him the benefit of the doubt. He would get crushed and there wouldn't be any penalty flags for late hits. So, you know, welcome to the real world Patriots from that standpoint. The Sports Grid Network. 
I'm Cam Stewart. There's Sports Grid News and betting update. You want the edge? Get on the grid. According to Houston Texans defensive end J.J. Watt, players have a lot of unanswered questions about COVID-19 protocols and guidelines as talks between the NFL and NFLPA continue with training camps fast approaching. The party's latest hurdles about classifying COVID-19 as a non-football injury. Teams currently aren't required to play athletes placed on the non-football injury list. Houston and KC rookies slated to report to camp this Saturday, July 18th. The regular season set to kick off September 10th. The NFL Players Association announcing today that 72 players are known to have tested positive for COVID-19. The league-wide player total would be around 2,800 tests if all 32 teams maxed out their 90-man rosters, meaning the 72 tests equate to a 2.5% of the NFL workforce. The NFL says it still intends to play a full season and in front of fans. Washington Post is preparing to release a story about uh, the Washington team culture. Quote, there's much more going on than the Redskins Park than a name change. This coming from Scott Abraham of ABC News 7. Apparently, this story is going to be a bombshell and expose many within the organization. So the team has hired attorney Beth Wilkinson to review the organization's protocols. She's the lawyer that repped the NFL in a lawsuit versus the Sunday ticket package, as well as the NCAA and MLB class action suits. New Orleans Pelican star Zion Williamson leaving the Orlando bubble to attend an urgent family matter. Uh, he tends to join the club at a later date. Upon his uh, return, Zion is subject to a mandatory four-day quarantine period. He also must test negative for COVID-19 each day he's outside the property before being granted access back into the bubble. New Orleans resumes their season July 30th against the Utah Jazz. The NCAA have set universal COVID-19 testing standards, including requiring college players to test positive and miss at least 10 days of competition. In baseball, the Washington Nationals are exploring alternate sites to play due to the D.C. quarantine laws. Philly shortstop D.D. Gregorius, he'll wear a face mask during the games this season because of a kidney condition that makes him high risk. Kyle Hendricks, he's the opening day starter for the Chicago Cubs when they take on Milwaukee, July 24th, round one of the PGA's memorial from Muirfield Village in Dublin, Ohio. Gary Woodland going low. He's minus five. A lot of big names struggling today. Uh, Justin Thomas, plus two. Last week's winner, Morikawa, plus four. Dustin Johnson, brutal. He's eight over. Tiger Woods currently even. Euro Tour, Juice Luton leads after uh, two rounds. He's minus 12. MLS, FC Cincinnati, upsetting Atlanta, one to nothing. We got games tonight. All-Canadian battle. Toronto taking on Montreal at eight. Toronto, minus 125 to win. Then a 10-30. We got Columbus taking on the New York Red Bulls. Uh, that in Columbus, the favorites, uh, plus 125 to win. Busy day in the EPL. Man U, they're taking care of business over Crystal Palace. 2-0 in Real Madrid. Congratulations. They won their 34th La Liga title thanks to a 2-1 win over Villarreal. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid News and betting update. Now back to Scotty Farrell on Coast to Coast. All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. I uh, rudely interrupt you, Scott. Pick up right where you left off on this story of the history of this uh, signal in San Diego. All right, so 1090 in the late 1940s was purchased by a gentleman in Mexico who was a lawyer who had been right. very active in helping the United States and the Mexican government create ways for Mexican transmitters south of the border broadcast into America. So... Uh, this family, uh, the, the, the Bashara family, they've had this radio transmitter in their family since the late 40s. They own and operate radio stations in Monterey, Mexico, and also in Texas. So the original question was, is this the greatest radio signal in America? And the answer is, it, it is absolutely one of the biggest, strongest, clearest, widest ranging radio transmitters that broadcasts in America. And the reason we're able to do it 
And we were able to have 1090 in San Diego, still in Orange County, still in L.A., still in Ventura, still in Santa Barbara. The reason it works is because it's a Mexican transmitter. So there is no American uh, tower that uses the frequency 1090. It just blasts right through. Um, and there's a lot of tremendous family history here. So what did you do uh, in terms of, uh, you know, w when there's so many iconic guys, hacks on everyone else that have been on the station, uh, you went in there with, uh, you know, loads of talent and you uh, started doing your show. When did you notice that you had uh, got your foot in the marketplace and that you were becoming a heavy hitter there like you were in New York? Because you took over the marketplace and became the most popular guy in radio there. When did you know that you had something special and that you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to live here for a long time. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got to San Diego and uh, somebody had told me one of the first people I met, they said, if you live in San Diego for two years, you'll never leave. Now, if you don't make it to two years, you know, you'll probably never come back, but if you make it beyond two years, you'll never leave San Diego. But in the early parts of the two thousands, like I'd say five, six, seven, when the then San Diego Chargers, they drafted Drew Brees and LaDainian Tomlinson, not in that order, LT first. And when LaDainian Tomlinson started to take, and by the way, they hired Marty Schottenheimer as their head coach. When those three gentlemen, um, when they started to move out Junior Seau, legend, but, but Marty Schottenheimer was trying to put his mark on that team. And when LaDainian Tomlinson and Drew Brees were in their early years and the Chargers were like a 3-13 and 13 team that couldn't sell out their stadium and games were being blacked out in the market, there was this, this shift where all of a sudden there was Drew Brees and there was LaDainian Tomlinson and there was Antonio Gates and there was Sean Merriman and there was Marty Schottenheimer. And all of a sudden this team went from laughing stock to perennial contender. And one morning, this is to answer your question, one morning, we decided we're going to do a live broadcast from um, the Hard Rock Cafe in downtown San Diego. We told people, hey, if you want to come down and party, because, you know, this is a big game between the Chargers and the Broncos, and it's not even a playoff game, but it could set up a playoff game. Hey, everybody, come on down. It'll be fun. So we go down there. We're going on the air at 6 a.m. And I get there at about 5.45. And when I get there, there's a freaking line of people, Scotty, I swear to you, <laughs> around the city block. And we go on the air and we're like, yeah, hey, you know, we got a couple of people here early this morning. You guys want to say hello? And we put out the mics and I'm telling you, like 500 people erupt in cheers. Later that day, the general manager of the Chargers came, the uh, the players came, um, we, we had all kinds, we had a band. I mean, it, it just went from, we were on the radio to now we were part of all of it. We were driving the bandwagon. And so what happened was as the chargers started to get good, we drove that bandwagon. And that is how we really did. I swear to you all these years later, the fact that I'm able to stay on the radio is all about those early years and the passion that the fans had at that time for that team. So what is it like without them there uh, broadcasting now? And you just have, uh, you know, the baseball team. It, it's, it's very um, interesting because the, I promise you this, the heart and soul of this city was the San Diego Chargers. No matter how much they lost, no matter how much people hated their ownership group, 
The fact of the matter was the Chargers belonged to San Diego. And when they ripped that that team, which we all thought was our community asset, and they said, no, this is actually our asset. It's our privately owned asset. It's not your community asset. It's ours. When they pulled this team out of our city, they ripped the heart and soul out of it. Now, I'm always one of those guys who tries to turn something bad into something good. See, the thing about 1090 was that 1090 was a locally focused radio station, but it was a regionally heard radio station. My argument back then was, what the hell are we doing? Why are we only selling ads in San Diego when there's a ton of money in Orange County and there's a ton of money in LA and we're heard up there? We should be marketing up there. The fact is now that there's the San Diego Padres, San Diego State football and basketball, and both of those would be called mid-majors. Um, and so the the real epicenter of what is this mega market of Southern California, the epicenter and where all the teams are is Los Angeles. Well, guess what? We're going to broadcast from San Diego, and we're going to broadcast to Orange County, to L.A., and beyond, and we're going to bring back more of a regional sound and less of a hyper-local sound because, let's face it, Scott, ain't much to talk about here in San Diego. Listen, uh, what did you think when it uh, the station went under and uh, th- those difficult times were happening uh, and then you obviously said, you know what, I'm not going to sit around here and cry. I'm going to keep doing my gig one way or another. And you were like a maverick in terms of thinking uh, a, a way around the problem. What did you think uh, when here, you know, comes Sports Grid out of the uh, darkness to, uh, frankly, save the station and get it up in the air? Like what we're going to no do doubt. now with our company and your company? No doubt. So so when the radio station went out of business, this is a year ago, because the management at the time was making so much money. There were four people that were making like 40% of all of the money um, that the radio station was spending. And I'm talking about like rent on a ridiculous amount of office space to pay for the tower, um, everything else, all the expenses, four people, all of them, very frankly, worthless. All of them were making a huge amount of money. So for me, it didn't sit well. I went down to Mexico. I tried to negotiate with the owners of the transmitter at the time. They still thought that their transmitter had this tremendous value, which it does. Bill Hagen, now a year later, smart business guy, comes in and says, I want to do a deal with you guys. The deal gets done, and here we are about to put this back on the air. But the thing is, then the pandemic hits. And everybody in radio has learned now how to broadcast from home. Um, So it it was my thought. To, to Bill, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't have an office. Maybe we shouldn't have a studio. Maybe we should just, everybody should kind of dial in. And then my relationship with you, I mean, this is on-air to on-air guy. You said, hey, well, my company, SportsGrid, can pretty much do anything. And by the time I'd gotten on the phone with the people at SportsGrid, they were like, yeah, we can handle that, no problem. And I was like, yeah, you guys are probably just saying that. But this is maybe a much bigger lift than we all realize because the engineering seems difficult to me. And they're like, no, we've got this, no problem. And I will tell you, SportsGrid has been an incredible partner. But more than that, they've been a visionary. They've been a leader because they have the technical know-how to do something that no one's ever done before. And that is create essentially a virtual radio station. 
Yeah, you know, I got to tell you, uh, so I, I want to keep Scott on. Uh, he's going to break the record here again uh, today. He's been on Coast to Coast before. If you've never seen Scott uh, on the show, you've missed out. Now you get a dose of him today. So we're going to give you a triple shot with Scott because I'm just uh, refusing to stop this interview. I have more questions for him. So I really want to talk about um, how it's uh, going to go into the future. Uh, this guy thinks that way. Uh, his career, he's always been a, a step ahead of everyone. Uh, he's made really, uh, frankly, futuristic decisions about uh, the business and his career and everything else. And I want to see how he, uh, you know, envisions the future with this and how it'll play out in his mind. And I'll tell him what I think of what's happening. Uh, all I know is, uh, is that I'm going to be on the station uh, in San Diego time from 1 to 3 and from 7 to 9. PM. So uh, it's going to be very interesting. I'll do the same times in the East, but those are West Coast times. I'm stoked to go on 1090. We're talking to Scott Kaplan on Coast to Coast. Go with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. out in San Diego. Sports Grid and uh, 1090 in San Diego have formed a partnership uh, to, uh, you know, broadcast the station again in Southern California. It's going to be incredible. And uh, Scott, first of all, the launch date that you expect, and then uh, obviously you've been working with our engineers. Somehow they've made it work. I told this story with you that, uh, you know, I laughed. I was like, what are you going to drop it out of the sky? You're going to, like, just start some radio station up in a cloud? What cloud? Like, I, you know, 
a smoke cloud. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That's impossible. You're going to run a radio station from New York in San Diego with no uh, studios, no producers, no looking through the glass, no program directors, no assistant program directors, no salespeople, no uh, leases, no buildings, real estate, uh, parking lot, the whole deal like we've been accustomed to our entire lives. And they're literally running uh, your radio station from basically a laptop computer is uh, really blowing my mind. And I can't believe it's happening, but I'm actually doing it every night nationally on hundreds of stations all over the country and all over the world and on Armed Forces Radio. It is happening on a computer. It is happening in different locations everywhere. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. What, what is your launch date and what do you think of the fact that uh, it's actually going to happen because of Sports Grid and because of uh, your genius? I don't know about my genius. I would definitely agree with the sports grid genius part of it. Um, and I would also agree with the, um, the, uh, the, the, the refusal to quit of Bill Hagan, who's really, this is his deal here in San Diego. But I would say that it's super interesting because when the pandemic hit and radio stations said employees can't be in the radio stations anymore, they all took hardware. They all figured out how to hardline it to an internet connection. They figured out how to run the cable into their router. They were able to communicate directly to the radio station and broadcasters, whether they're on ESPN, whether they're on CNN, whether they're on local radio, broadcasters around the world have all learned that they can broadcast remotely. So now with that thought in mind, why pay for office space so that a bunch of sales guys can sit around in cubicles looking through newspapers? I don't think so. You know, why have studio space and pay a lot of money for uh, state-of-the-art equipment when it really doesn't require that anymore? Um, you can do everything remotely now. And yeah, you can do everything through the internet, through Wi-Fi connections, through powerful computers, uh, through the cloud, whatever that means. You can do all of these things now. And we've all learned it. And what I think, Scott, and I'm, I'm actually... I'm not sure if this is good or bad. I think what's going to happen is, is that a lot of radio stations are going to look at 1090 and they're going to say, look what they've done. They've created an all-star lineup of the most recognizable names in sports radio nationally and locally. And they're all coming at it remotely. And 1090 doesn't have office space. They don't have studios. They don't have hardware. They don't have anything. Sports Grid has all of that. And I think that when you're a major radio company and your stock price is falling the way so many of them are, you can see some of these companies, if you just do some research, let me tell you something. These companies who spend a fortune on, on rent and leases and buildings and real estate and a fortune on state-of-the-art equipment that nobody's using because nobody's there right now, those <laughs> right. radio companies are going to say, Look what they're doing out in Southern California. They're the leaders when it comes to technology. And we should be following that because the overhead to do what we're talking about versus what we were doing before the radio station went down a year ago, that's <clears throat> going to be the difference in the ability to ultimately be in a profitable situation. Are you freaking out that it's actually coming together and... Uh, who are the uh, people like you do your show? Uh, tell us about your show and about the lineup uh, as you know it 
uh, now. Like, obviously, I said I'm going to be on there. I'm just thrilled to death. I'm so excited to be on in Southern California. I told you the other day, I'm one step closer to moving home is bottom line. <laughs> like, that's where I want to be. Uh, I've always told the audience, I've lived in New York a long time since you saw me in New York at NEW. Uh, I hate it here. I, I, I've gotten used to it. I'm cool with it. I'm comfortable with it. I've got a wonderful family here, a beautiful wife and kids that I, I'm thrilled that I have in my life. But I'm a Southern California boy, surfer boy, skateboarding, uh, bikinis, uh, weed, the whole deal. <laughs> like, uh, tell me about uh, your show and the lineup and people that you're planning uh, the station to blow up with. All right. So first of all, we've been trying to make these announcements week by week, and we've been doing it in descending order. But when I say we are going to put the all-stars of sports radio on the air, here's what I mean. Uh, people and people who are sports radio listeners, they know certain voices. They know certain names. We've started from the nighttime. 9 p.m. to midnight, Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno is one of the true godfathers of the format of sports talk. When I was just sure. getting into it, Scott, in the mid-90s, and you were syndicated by Westwood One overnight, and you were pouring beers for everybody, and how can I be the man if you demand? When you were right. doing all of that, I was just a kid working on a board and listening to you, but on the weekends, I was hearing Tony Bruno. I thought, this guy is so funny, and he's had such a great career through ESPN Radio and Fox Sports Radio, and he's got a lot of ties to Southern California because he lives lived here and broadcast here. So Tony Bruno is going to take the nights from nine to midnight. Right. Uh, but let's start where you are. 1 p.m. in the afternoon, Scott Farrell. 3 p.m. in the afternoon, here I come. 7 p.m. in the evening, now here we go. Back to Scott Farrell with the split shift and then into Tony Bruno. Over the next week or two, we're going to announce who else is going to join this lineup. So who will be in front of Scott Farrell? Who will be in front of that person? And the lineup will, um, will take shape. I will say this. We do have a very big announcement coming. Um, you know, ha announcing Tony Bruno is big. Announcing Scott Farrell is huge. We have one more announcement that's coming, and it's big, 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 because that person is located in Southern California, and he intends to use 1090 as the mothership for his syndication deal. So I can't say names yet because deals aren't quite exactly signed, uh, but they're getting awfully close. And I think people are going to be super impressed when they look at it from top to bottom. Who's on in the mornings, middays? To get to Pharrell to Kaplan, to get to Pharrell to Bruno, people are going to say, wow, I know these guys, I know these voices, and uh, wow, these guys have built truly an all-star team of sports talkers. So uh, just so you know, uh, for everyone that uh, knows this show, this show, uh, Coast to Coast, will be on out there at 1 to 3 uh, San Diego time. It's a show about everything and literally the world that happens in sports every day. With uh, We just dive into everything, high speed, all the biggest stories, and we go off on them. And then we play tons of interviews and sound from all the major heavyweights and, and players in sports. And then uh, the show at 7 to 9 is different. It's Pharrell on a Bench. It's my original radio show. And literally on that show, anything can happen. Uh, so on the one show at 1 to 3, we'll be hitting everything that matters in sports leading into Scott Kaplan in the marketplace. And then coming out of Scott, you're going to have me going rocks off on anything else that's insane or crazy or wild. And we'll be uh, you know, going off and being idiots and making fun of stuff and being abusive and, <laughs> and being a bad person in general. I think that show will be kick-ass. 
The other show is a great sports show. This show we're doing right now with all the interviews and all the topics and everything. I think people are going to dig it in San Diego. Scott's show is a staple in the marketplace. He owns San Diego. He's going to rule San Diego. 1090 will be number one in Southern California in no time. We're taking over the world in Southern California. Uh, I got 40 seconds, Scott. Uh, respectfully, any final thoughts before we lift this rocket up into space? Yeah, I got a final thought. My final thought is thank you. I've said this to you before, and I've said it off the air. You know, more often than not, when deals like this go down, it's because a bunch of guys who who are in the business side do these things. This deal came to be because you and me have this relationship. You have this confidence in sports grid. We had a need here. It was you and me who helped put this whole thing together. And I just want to congratulate you. My final thought is congratulations to you. You had the balls to leave CBS. You had the foresight to join sports grid and all the good things that are now happening to your radio career. You deserve every last one of them. Peace to you, Scott Farrell. I can't wait to hear you on 1090 in Southern California. I love you, Scott. And when I come to La Jolla surfing, uh, I'm taking you out for massive stakes. You're the best. It wouldn't have happened without you. You and I together uh, make a mean martini. I love you, brother. It's great having you on <laughs> Coast to Coast. Have a Much great love. Day. See you soon. Right back to you, Scott. All right, there you go. How cool is uh, Scott Kaplan? Very excited about uh, the mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting on there and uh, lifting off and starting the show there. Uh, just like everything else we're doing, like Sports Grid Radio Overnights, uh, Marenzi, Wetzel, Myself, everyone involved, all the producers, everyone at Sports Grid, all the management, uh, you know, Mike Cardano, Lou Mayone, everyone that's been involved in this whole thing from uh, the jump. It's really a rush to be a part of it. And uh, I know everybody's stoked and excited about it. And good things are happening with our radio network. And we're just expanding and growing. Uh, and it's just really cool to be a part of it. It's, uh, as uh, Lou likes to say, it's our time. We're winning. And, uh, and it's fun winning. And Everyone else sucks. I hate people in general, and I want to punch him in the face. All right, Carver High, uh, I don't want to punch you in the face. Not today anyway, but when the Islanders start playing, I do. No, looking forward to uh, the show being on in sunny Southern California. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Washington Post story is out, Scotty. It has just come out oh. in the last couple of minutes with the Redskins. Here is the headlines of it. 15 female employees of the Washington NFL team say they were sexually harassed by multiple members of the organization. Uh, you know, they uh, basically in some cases condoned by top team executives. Among the employees accused of sexual harassment is Larry Michael, the team's radio announcer, who abruptly announced this week that he was leaving the team. Also named in the article, two employees who were recently fired, Alex Santos and Richard Mann II. Of course, uh, there'll be more on this. This has just come out. So 15 former female employees of the Washington NFL team, Scotty, say that they were sexually harassed there at work. Well, listen, uh, that is a terrible uh, story, and it's going to be the gift that keeps on giving because it's going to blow up uh, at this point. And as you know, and I won't say this on air, but uh, I told you uh, some things, Carver High, uh, on the phone on our conversation about it today, like getting ready for this story to blow up. I told you I know some of these people, and uh, nothing I said about them was very good, was it? 
No, it was not. <laughs> no, well, there you go. Like, so I, listen, I, there are people that work in that organization uh, that are, uh, let's just say, a little shifty. And I can tell you that I've been around a lot of them and uh, I don't like them and I don't trust them. And I know they've done bad things in uh, my life, in my career. I've seen it myself. So um, I, I stand behind what I saw. And I'll tell you what, uh, the things they're saying about uh, them in this story, I believe are true. Yeah, and more. I'm sure more people will come out as we keep going here. Before we get out of here, a couple fast ones. I know how much you like Bob Baffert. I mean, geez, 15 days? Uh, that's all that the Arkansas racing officials gave him? That's going to hurt Bob really bad in the wild, a 15-day suspension. Good job there with Bob. Well, I have said on a number of occasions that uh, America has uh, certainly glorified Bob Baffert and his uh, money and fame and, and uh, all of his glory. Uh, bottom line is, I've said for years that he cheats and he drugs horses, and uh, I stand by it. Uh, and he's been busted more times now than you can count on your hands. And here he is busted again for drugging horses in Arkansas. Bottom line is, Bob Baffert cheats and he uses drugs on his horses, and that's all there is to it. And NBC just keeps showing him as the richest man in the world and the greatest horse trainer ever. He's a great horse trainer because uh, rich, powerful horse owners give him their horses, and then he drugs them, and then they win him lots of money. That's how works bottom line is the guy cheats and if you don't believe it take a good look at arkansas today boom sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. Coming up top of the hour, my boy Morency with Game Time Decisions, 6 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget Sports Grid Radio overnight. Pharrell on events, 1 a.m. Sports Rage, 3 a.m. Bagels and Bad Beats, 5 a.m. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, search Sports Grid Radio. Sports Grid Radio overnights. Kicking ass and taking names, taking over the world. It's fun doing it. We want to step on your jugular, and we enjoy doing that, too, especially if there's mud on our boots. Uh, here's the deal, Morency. Uh, I think this story about the Redskins organization who've changed their nickname, that's boring compared to this. 15 women, sexual harassment allegations, lawsuits coming out. The nose. I know some of the people named in it. And I already know they're perverts because I work for them and they're a bunch of freaks and creeps. And I always told my producers that they were. And here they are all getting fired and sued. I got to tell you what, uh, Scotty, it's a good thing for Dan Snyder and that football team that uh, I'm not going to end up on the jury because I wouldn't need to see any evidence at all. I'd be like, you know, they did it <laughs> like right away. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, they did. I'd be like, no, no, they're guilty. I said the same thing. I, you know, normally I don't, uh, you know, follow TMZ and the uh, celebrity gossip too much. But man, that Johnny Depp trial was just uh, too much. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, she might, you know, she might not be an angel, but you know what, Johnny, you're guilty. <laughs> right? right? Somebody was partying his face off before Scotty. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I totally believe he did that. Like when I heard the list of things, and this this could get really worse. I don't know, man. Like, there's all kinds of crazy allegations. I'll tell you one thing that's a fact, all right? And I know this factually. The Washington Redskins used to tell their cheerleaders to go out, and they dress like them and the Eagles have the most scanty-clad cheerleaders in the league. But they purposely used to tell the Redskins cheerleaders to go out and bend over and warm up. 
at the same time the visiting teams uh, do. So, yeah, they've been using their cheerleaders for ulterior motives the whole time. Listen, and I hope the, uh... got it too. Play-by-play guys just don't suddenly retire out of the blue like that. <laughs> I want to go to a Steeler Redskin game on the road now that you've told me that. Have a great show. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.